Hey, what's up? It's Laura Landers, and you are listening to the Live Sick, Die Ill podcast. And today we are talking about communication in a relationship. I've got my husband, Jordan Ray Landers, here with me once again. Hello. Hi. Hi. We have a little matchy-matchy thing going on, and I really like it. Yes. But it's like, I don't know. The camo? Yeah, the camo. Yeah. Well, it's your hat, so. That's true. With my sweat stains on the hat. Love it. Love it. Every part of you. Take every part of me with you. That's weird. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about communication in a relationship and what works for us. Okay. So I feel like a lot of times when people try to take communication advice from people, they are um, wanting like a, a one-stop shop that's going to fix everything right. and it's going to work for them. And so I have to put this precursor out there that that's not always true. So we're going to share what we do and what works for us. And in hopes that that helps somebody else, but it might not because it might not be what works for them. Right. But I'm the kind of person who would rather listen to what works really well for someone, try it. And if it doesn't work, then, you know, you start over somewhere else, but it might work or you might find that something else works because you tried it that way. Right. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Like when I started stealing money from banks, <laughs> I would try it a specific way. <laughs> And then when I didn't like, when that obviously didn't work out, yeah. I'd try a different way. And eventually, never got it. Still never got it. So. Did you do that by yourself? Uh, in my head. Wow. But in my defense, there's a lot going on up there. Yeah, there's a lot going on up there. So, Because communication tells right. me, because we communicate, I know every weird thing that goes up on Every single, unfortunately. Yep. Well, it's okay. You've got my hat on, so maybe you're thinking how I'm thinking today. I hope so. Oh, was that a good joke? That wasn't even a joke. <laughs> like but a, to me, because my jokes are so lame, I was like, oh man, that was that was pretty good. I tied in the hat. And I the, liked it. Yeah, that's pathetic. Okay. So before we really, really start, you can follow Jordan on Instagram at Jordan Ray Landers. You can follow me at It's Laura Landers. You can follow the Instagram or the podcast on Instagram at Live Sick, Die Ill Podcast. Um, just in case you wanted to do that while you're listening, cause that's the kind of person I am and I want to give you those tools. So, oh man, your brown eyes look so good right now. So Thank you. you're welcome. So let's dive in. Would you say like a chocolate or like a rosewood? Um, I don't know what kind of wood it would be. It's not like a cherry wood because right. that's Thank the, God. <laughs> you don't it's have the like... worst of the fruit woods. <laughs> Is that a fruit wood? Cherry wood? Is cherry a fruit? No. I don't know. It's a berry. Is, my guy? Is it though? I don't know. Um, no, your eyes are more of like a, a dry wood. Oh, great. Dry eyes. <laughs> <laughs> dry eyes. Okay, sorry. Okay, three minutes and we digress. So the first thing I want to talk about is... <laughs> Could have made a joke <laughs> about how I don't usually make it past three minutes. <laughs> but I'm not going to make that joke. Uh, but you did, and I'm so glad you did because it's so true. Well, I'm just kidding. I'm usually glad when I do make it past. We got to keep the mystery you know alive. <laughs> There's no mystery. No mystery here, friends. Or is there? Anyways, we're not serious ever. <laughs> keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> Hope that gives you some. Uh, some. So yeah, comfort. everything we're about to say. Some southern comfort. Total lie. Not serious. <laughs> yeah. So it's let's... all very strong satire. Uh, okay, so the first thing, wow, if I can even get to this point, is 
Um, successful communication starts with knowing the person you're talking to and knowing yourself. Good point. So, well, you helped me with that point, whether you knew it or not. But yes, my yes, guy. Yes, good point. So, um, I, this is actually a very intimidating statement. Okay, say it again. To me. So, the statement is successful communication starts with knowing the person you're talking to and knowing yourself. Right. And the reason that's intimidating to me or was intimidating to me is because I feel like I never truly knew myself. Like I, oh. I'm still learning to know myself. Like I will never fully understand who I am. Do you feel that way about yourself? Not really. And so I wonder if that just goes into the type of Enneagram number I am or if that's just a, a personal Laura thing. Okay. I don't know if I'll ever really know that unless like I get enough feedback from people that agree with me and they feel the same way about me or maybe they're more on your side where they like truly know who they are as a person. But I'm always figuring myself out. Always. That's great. And maybe that's just a woman thing too. I mean, not to get all maybe. all sexist here, but I don't know. Um, I feel like there are times I truly do know myself and then there's areas I think I do and then later on down later on down the road you'll come back to me and be like well you told me you really like this and i was like oh shoot well i don't right is that because i don't anymore is that because i didn't even know myself then i i think that's just uh a interesting type of thing to bring into this statement because it's really easy for me to understand other people that's oh i think there's a difference in growing like knowing yourself and growing and then just figuring out new parts of yourself and I, I think it's a little bit of both, you know, like I think that because I have so many emotions and feelings and I'm always navigating through those because I'm just a super feeler. I just feel everything. I don't act out in feeling, but I just, maybe that's what them. it is because you, you do, you are very in tune with who you are. I so am you're very, constantly mm -hmm. making those rounds, checking on yourself. That's a really good visualization. Because I do, I, that's exactly how I think. I'm like always almost looking at myself from the outside in, like, but like on the right. outside part of my brain, looking at the most inner part of my brain, not like I'm outside of my body looking at my body, but like I'm in there, but I'm looking at the center of my mm -hmm. brain and I'm like, hmm, okay. I don't know. You're just assessing all the time. And I feel like because I'm assessing all the time, I'm like almost over analyzing myself so then i i feel like i don't actually know who i am okay um but that's when so here's the thing when it comes to knowing yourself and i'm still sort of navigating this a little bit um there's the myers-briggs personality test out there there's the horoscope zodiac like signs the letters, the, like enfj yeah yeah that's that's myers-briggs um, MNLP, <laughs> which I think I'm an ENFJ, but I could I, be wrong. Anyways, I haven't taken that test in years, so I truly don't even confusing. know. And then there's the Zodiac signs, right? Which Ted I Cruz. have, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Zodiac killer. <laughs> um, I actually don't, I've never liked Zodiac signs, right? I'm, I don't want to say I'm against them because quite honestly, you know, as a Christian, you're told that that's like so anti-Christian or you just kind of told a bunch of weird stuff about zodiac signs and horoscopes and you shouldn't take it for what it is. You should take it for like the tiniest grain of salt because it's not truthful. It's really generalized. 
like all of this stuff. But then I know there's some people that are really into it and I don't want to disregard that part of them. I don't know enough about it. I really don't. But some people do base themselves off of horoscopes and zodiac signs and astrology, all of that. And um, I can't say I agree with it, but I just don't really know enough about it. Like when people are like, what sign are you? I'm like, I'm an Aries. They're like, oh, so you're like really independent and fiery. And I'm like, yeah, but is that because I'm an Aries? Because I'm also really logical and balanced, which is a Libra, which is what you are. And I don't know. It's just the same thing with the Enneagram because we follow Enneagram. That's Christian. That's what our church kind of does with the leadership there. And so... Is it faith-based? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Um, Well, there's some people that teach Enneagram not based off faith. And there's a lot of people who teach Enneagram based off faith. So it's kind of like, who are you following to give you the teaching about it? Is it good teaching? You know? Right. Um, So... Anyways, I think that kind of goes for any type of personality test or whatever. Um, but you and I have really done the Enneagram test well. Like, we've really gotten to know each other because of the Enneagram. Right, that, that has definitely helped a lot. Yeah. So if you don't know what Enneagram is, I'm not going to get into it too much. But basically, there's nine different numbers on the Enneagram. And you can take a test, figure out what your number is, and then... My advice, and a lot of people have given me the same advice, is instead of just taking the test and saying, okay, that's my number, like the, the, the core of who you are is that number, you should read about all the numbers just to make sure because a test is just a test. Like you really got to decide for yourself what number you are so that it, you do have to take some time. Um, not that this is going to be an Enneagram podcast whatsoever, but... That is something that I like to have my friends take, the people I work with take, and you, and, you know, people at church, like I said, do that too. So it's not like a generalization of someone, but you, it's the core of who they are is basically what the Enneagram numbers tell you. And so it's really helpful to know what their core motivators are. You're just staring at me blankly. I'm listening. He's zoned out. No, I'm just kidding. So, um... I feel like the Enneagram really unlocked a a door in me that that made me figure out better as to who I am and like how I work. And the Enneagram will also tell you what you are not good at. And for a while, I kind of dove into that a little too much. I was like, yeah, I am super emotional. And yes, I can't get over my feelings and I'm trapped in there forever. You know, I can't think logically, but I've been thinking logically my whole life. But once I figured out my Enneagram number, I kind of went into this weird whole about it right it's it's to be taken with a grain of salt because it's good for like i know you're a four yeah and one of the unhealthy signs i believe is just being super emotional yeah 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 um as someone who's married to you if you're looking for those signs if you're aware of those signs you can catch things beforehand so instead of like it building up and then being the stupid husband like why are you so emotional it's right. You can catch those things instead of like just spouting off. Well, and that when brings me to a, with it. a good point is that you knowing my Enneagram number, and this isn't the Laura show. I'm not trying to make it all about me and my Enneagram number. But uh, what I 
sometimes get a little weary of is if I know someone's in an unhealthy relationship, I kind of don't want them to have their their partner take the test or have them take the test and they know because they could kind of use it against their partner. Like you were just saying, you know that I'm a four, you know that I can get really emotional. And so instead of like almost turning it in a manipulative way and like making me emotional or right. like you do it in a very helpful way, obviously because we're in a healthy marriage, you know? So like if it, you're in a good relationship, I would say, yes, you can be vulnerable, take the test, figure out your number, have your, your spouse do the same thing and then move on from there. But if you're in a relationship where you feel like you're going to be re- revealing too much of yourself, you got to discern whether that's because you're just, protecting your heart and you're in a good relationship or you know you're in a bad relationship and you don't want to share too much with them and if you're in a bad relationship you need to get out now (laughs) just don't waste any time you'll have friends that you can sleep on their couch or something if you're living together i just i know that a lot of people don't want to break up because they're like our friend group is the same right i don't have anywhere to live no you're gonna have somewhere to live you have people to help you reach out to me if you don't because you shouldn't stay in a really bad relationship with that but anyways um We're going to move on from the Enneagram number stuff totally, but if you really want to figure out uh, what your Enneagram is, you can go to yourenneagramcoach.com. That's a really good one, simple, free test. Um, I actually think I took a paid test once. Yeah, like a $12 paid test, Um, and I took it there, and I took it at this one. It's the exact same answer, so I probably didn't even do that. Gotcha. I know. They really... (laughs) got me good sucker <laughs> they're like got 12 bucks out of her 12 dollars yeah that's 12 bucks that's a lot of wings from buffalo wild wings or your favorite place Wingstop. Wingstop. okay so knowing yourself is super key and now knowing that you are an enneagram eight tells me that you are someone who likes stuff straightforward you tell it like it is Um, you kind of, you give the way you receive. So if I'm like telling you straight up, you're probably going to tell me straight up. Right. It it does help a lot because when I am straight up, it helps instead of having a preface. Oh, Hey, by the way, I'm very straightforward. Like if you already know, let's say I'm an, I'm an eight, if Mm -hmm. you know, I'm an eight, you don't, you don't have to be like, that guy's a dick. Like, (laughs) Oh no, he's just, he's just straightforward. Right. Like it, it, it clarifies all the gray area. If and you know. it clarifies the motive behind what you're saying. Right. Exactly. Like, so, oh, he's, he's not a dick. He's just, that's just who he is. Like he's doing it with a pure heart. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, another thing I want to say with that is once you figured out you and your partner's, I don't want to say Enneagram number cause maybe you're not doing Enneagram, but once you figured each other out, Right. Personality. Personality. But it also goes, I don't really like to say personality because it goes a lot deeper than that. It's the core value. Who they are. Yeah. And the core value is how you receive something and how you give something. So, you know, whether that's encouragement or frustration, you know, positive or negative. So I uh, I definitely don't just want to say personality because that's... (laughs) We have Louie over here in like this cage and we didn't want him to break out, but he did. Did he? Yeah. He's oh, over there he's on out. the other side. That's he so does funny. He what he wants. He, exactly. So, um, basically 
The second thing I want to talk about is as a partner, we are here to push one another. And what I know works for us. <laughs> Sorry, I can't Sorry. do it. You guys. I can hear Louis drinking Louis the water in the background. Louis is drinking water. And when he drinks water, he sounds like a camel and he does it for like three minutes straight. Because <laughs> it's just the funniest thing ever. So, so. relax to the next three minutes. <laughs> of the of, sound of our. Of dehydrated dog. <laughs> it's so funny. Maybe you can't even hear it. But to us, it's just like the funniest thing. We love Louis so much. So um, as a partner, we're here to push one another. Yeah. Yes. And so something I yeah. really sorry. something I really <laughs> like that you do. Okay, let's focus, Jordan. Okay. I sorry I had to say it, but I do. Um is that I'm sorry, now I'm distracted because you're petting. Something Louis. you really like. You guys, I'm so sorry. We're getting back on track right now. Louis will no longer distract us. As a partner, we're here to push the other person, but within reason. So Yes. Something that I've realized with you is that at the very beginning of our relationship when we were dating you um, would push me too hard because you knew I needed it. I knew I needed it. I was venting to you. Um, you would try to give me advice all the time. I wasn't ready to hear it because I just wanted to vent. You're my friend. Um, and I didn't really like the dynamic. And so I feel like that's why these, quote, personality tests I feel are helpful in a way is because you, you can bust through the fu- frustrations faster and yeah. you can figure yourself out, figure your person out a lot faster. And then when you are going through hard times, which is literally all the time, <laughs> like nonstop, you're, the person that you're with is going to be trying to help you through it. If they care about you, they're going to be helping you. So communicating, uh, what am I trying to say? Communicating is supposed to be always helpful it really is right now don't get me wrong you you we're gonna fight people fight we fight it's a healthy thing to do that um not saying like okay we haven't fought in three months let's schedule a fighting session right it'll be healthy for us no but like fighting brings you through um kind of the ringer with communication and allows you to fine-tune your communication a little mm-hmm. bit better so that you because we're all there's some, I had this huge breakthrough in life um, not too long ago where I felt like we were literally designed to be comfortable as human mm. beings. Like my ultimate goal was comfort. And this is something that you've really helped me through. And that was all part of communication. And I was very comfortable in life, but I wasn't satisfied. So there is a difference. Yeah. And because I was so comfortable... I, um, I, I wouldn't really want to talk about anything that furthered me in my growth, but we're always supposed to be growing. That's like, right. that's life. Yeah, you should. Like we are literally created to never stop growing. I dated a guy once who, not you. <laughs> Just, was it me? No, it wasn't you. <laughs> you dated more than one guy? <laughs> yeah. I'm not the only one. <laughs> it's like I'm telling you right now. Um, and this guy, he was so happy with himself, but he had so many flaws. Hmm. Um, and he, I was like all about growing. And he straight up told me to my face, he's like, no, I'm, I don't ever want to grow. He's good with where he was. He was so good with where like he, he was. Like he reached a point. He's like, you know what? I'm good being this guy. Yeah. He hmm. said that to my face. And I was... I. I the reason I broke up with him 
was because I had no respect for him whatsoever. Hmm. I told that to him. I said, I have no respect for you. And I think I said at the time, I have no respect for you as a man, which doesn't really have anything to do with it. I mean, it it sort of does, but really I just didn't respect him as a human being. Like he didn't ever want to grow. He was not that good of a guy. Like, and not so much as just as a man, just as a human, just as a human. Um, but that's because he didn't want to grow. And I knew deep down we were supposed to be growing, but I was living life in comfort. And I kept even after that relationship, living my life in comfort without really knowing how to break through it. And I think no joke, you're the only reason that I moved forward because I was so fearful. And I think what made me stay in comfort was fear. And so the only reason I got out of it you know, I could say is you, but really when you break down you, it's the communication you gave me. Right. So you were really good and talk to me about this. You were really good at knowing who I was and how tender I was, which I would say a lot of people, if not everyone is tender, man, woman, yeah, for sure. everything in between. Like even as you and Enneagram eight who basically can take anything like verbally. No, I'm not saying abuse, but like bring it on. People don't need to sugarcoat anything to you. In fact, you don't want it sugarcoated. And so I would say you're like on the spectrum of harshness. You can take harshness better than anyone. So, but even then, so if you're like the, on that spectrum, you're also tender. Yeah, to a yeah. degree. Yeah. A, I, a healthy degree. Yeah, and I feel be. like I'm sort of on the other end of the spectrum. Like, I I can take harshness, but as long as I know it's coming from a place of love, but even then, it's too hard for me to take, and I need it a little bit tender in order to move forward. It's almost like positive reinforcement. Now, everyone needs positive reinforcement, but I feel like the people who have a little bit softer way about them needed a little bit more gentle and you were really good to do that with me. So what, what went through your mind when you were trying to get me out of this complacent, comfortable Um, place? I just knew that if I approached you, like I approach pretty much everyone else, you wouldn't take it the right way. I would not be heard. Like when someone is, Mm -hmm asking for advice, but you can tell they're not ready to hear it. Mm -hmm. Like the, it's all about the delivery. So you weren't going to hear it if it was going to come super harsh, which I never understood the people who were like, well, that's who I am. So get over it. It's like, yeah, to a degree, but like, which I do say that sometimes you have to learn how to adapt with different people. And I would, I'm going to speak to you very different than I speak to my dad. Yeah. But, but the point is the same. Yeah. So uh, just figuring out that person and the way that they will take things, the way that they communicate is gold. Right. If you want your point to come across correct, you need to find the best way they're going to understand it. Not to change your point, not to change what you really mean to say. That's why there's a lot of people who apologize, but they don't mean to apologize for what they said. Mm. It's just how they said it. 
So yeah. the fact is true. It's not what you said. It's how you right. said it. Yeah. So the, 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 the fact is true. Like what I said, I meant, but it's the delivery. If you want them to truly understand where you're coming from, you're going to have to figure out a way to, li- to, to deliver it, mm-hmm. how they're going to hear it the way you want it to be heard. Yeah. Yeah. So I and think that, that was with you, especially being an eight Enneagram, super harsh, super forward, cut and dry to a four who takes everything emotionally and super tender. Mm-hmm. Being married to one is you wouldn't really match that dynamic, but you have to. Well, you've done a really good job at, I don't want to say changing that part of you because you're still you, but you've just approached me different. You changed your approach to me. You, you made me special in your mind and talked to me different than anyone else because we clearly work on our relationship. And you have to do that with your friends too. We have really good friends that, you know, we've asked what their Enneagram numbers are. And we are, honestly, I have never really worked harder at a friendship like than, than those people. And we're constantly in like a relationship talk with them. As weird as that is, we're like, how are you guys doing lately? And they're like, oh man, life's really hard right now. And so we're like, okay. And Jordan and I will talk and say, okay, so we need to be really nice to them this week. Light. Very light this week. Let's not talk about anything heavy. Let's not try to help our friendship with them or make it grow. Let's just have fun. And then sometimes they're doing really well. And if there's anything serious to bring up, then we know that we can, but it's, you really got to care about your friends though, to do that. Right. Cause that take it's just like another, another marriage almost, you know, <laughs> if you really love them, you're going to do it. Um, but something here's like the golden ticket for Jordan and I, with our communication, this, this piece of advice changed the way I receive anything negative and not even like in a bad way, just like negative can mean something I need to work on or whatever it is. Or if I'm just upset with something at work and I tell Jordan, this piece of advice I'm about to tell you is what changed everything for me. And I would say I'm working on it to do better with you because you also, it really helps you too. And Jordan, this all came from you. So do you want to share it? What is it? I can't, yeah, you don't I can't even know. wait to figure oh, it out. Okay. <laughs> it's because I'm prefacing it so amazingly, but we yes. do it all the time. So it's not a big deal Fist to fight. you. Yeah. Fist fight. Yeah. Bare I'm, knuckle. I'm imagining. Oh, see, I was imagining a fist in a pillow. In a pillow? And then, so it's like a pillow fight, but with your fist. Oh. Kind of like sock and boppers. Ooh. Didn't Which, have those. Dude. Couldn't, wasn't allowed. My older best, brother. Oh, see, we weren't allowed to have them either. But my best friend, her and her older sister had them because it was just them two. Mm. And they always used it on each other. And I think I went over to the house one time and they used it on me once. And I was like, no way, dude. This is like, <laughs> this is so painful. Just, we just talking It was like it? right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are talking about communication yeah. and they're like doing it in action. And I'm like, can we just like talk instead? But I don't know. I don't have a sister, so I don't really know. If fighting is just with your fist is a right. lot better than with your words. I, I I think it'd be the other way around, but who knows? Anyways, 
The number one thing that really helps Jordan and I with our communication is every time one of us brings up something and we're talking. Oh, an important topic. Yeah. yeah. We're only talking about important topics. We're not talking about like joking around. Yeah. Um, Jordan brought this to the table first. He said, do you want me to give advice or do you want me to listen? And that rocked my world because it allows you to stop and think about what you're talking about. And are you really coming at it from a place of like, I need help. I want to figure this out. I want a solution. Or are you coming at it from a place of, I just want to vent and I want you to tell me, man, that sucks. Right. I think the, I mean, it's in rom-coms. It's everywhere. Like the biggest thing with men is they don't understand women. You don't understand because you're not listening. You're too busy waiting for your turn to talk to give advice that they don't want. And we need the empathy. Right. Most of the time, we just need you to sit with us in that moment and say, wow. Well, you're not a child. Right. You're you're an adult. Like we could figure it out on our own. Right. But probably better than we could, to be (laughs) honest. Probably. And you just, what I've learned about you is you're a verbal processor. So I know that 90% of the time, one thing I love about you is you're on top of it all the time. So when you're talking to me, I know most of the time it's for advice or sorry, it's for listening, not for advice. Mm -hmm. So I know like I don't, she's smart enough. She's going to figure this out. She just needs to talk it out. Another key point you need to know, which is why it's important to know your spouse, know the person you're talking to, know how they do things. You're a verbal processor. Yeah. I'm not, if I were to try to give you advice every time you talk to me about something, you would stop talking to me. Yeah, I would. You'd have the classic, oh, we just don't communicate anymore, and then divorce. So yeah. it's key, men, Not start, just men. men, women, whatever, with your significant other to start off with that. Yeah. Hey, before you go into this, do you want me to listen, or do you want me to listen to give advice? And if they say just listen, actually listen. Yeah, and don't give the advice because then if you end up giving advice after they say, I just want you to listen, then they're not going to keep telling you stories. They're not going to trust you. Yeah. They will not open up. They will subconsciously not tell you things on purpose. So something that I have realized whenever you ask that question and you talked to, we talked about this the other day together, actually, um, is that, I don't know, let's say two minutes in, you're like, Hey, do you want me to give advice? It's usually you ask me that when you have a piece of advice. Yes. And so I know he's got advice. He's ready to give it to me. Um, and so then you bring that question up and I never think about, do I need advice or do I just want to talk it out before you ask that question? Right. It's never a thought in my mind. So when you ask that, it does make me stop and think about it. Um, and when I say, and what I really like about that is when I do get to stop for a second, it allows me to posture my heart to then hear the advice. Yes. I would never, my go-to is never to get advice. I could say that with a million dollars on the line. I never want advice when I'm talking about something to you. It's always that I want you to listen. But when you bring up the question, half the time it's, oh, actually I do want advice. And you just given me the opportunity to prep myself for the advice. Exactly. So then I take it because otherwise if you just gave it to me, I wouldn't, I don't take it, but then that really helps me. But on the other hand, 
what I talked about with you, I think yesterday or two days ago, was when you ask, do you want me to give advice or do you want me to listen? And I say, I just want you to listen because I know you have a piece of advice and I've basically just denied you the advice you're trying to give me by saying, I just want you to listen. Then I start feeling kind of guilty by continuing on the conversation because I know that you don't want to just listen. You wanted to give me advice. And so that is something I'm still navigating through. It's not that I want to give you advice. I have it if you need it. And if you don't need it, awesome. Great. You figured it out on your own. Perfect. It's I don't feel bad if you don't need the advice. But I automatically feel like... Well, naturally. Yeah, naturally. But now that you just said that, it makes me feel better. So look at that. We just communicated and that helped me. (laughs) See? Communication. You just got to like talk about it. Um, I do want to touch on something that you said when... Touch it. Touch it. So you said that I am a verbal processor. Yes. And that you know that I'm a verbal processor. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to talk to all the people out there who are... (laughs) who don't consider themselves a verbal processor, but probably are. Because I never was. My childhood, I wasn't. I always went into my bedroom by myself. I didn't have any serious conversations with any friends. I didn't talk to my parents about anything or my siblings about anything. I literally never shared anything with anyone ever, ever. Which is why I don't really have... Like, I don't have really any high school friends. I don't really have any college, like, really good friends, I mean. Like, I don't really keep up with them. I do, like, my roommates from college. And they were roommates. And they were roommates. Um, Oh, that was was good. I thought I was there. I thought thought I was that guy. (laughs) Do you guys know that me, or that, what is that, a Vine? Back in the day with Vine? Anyways. They won't know Vine. Too young. No. Too young. Who listens to podcasts over 15? We're talking to the people who know Vine. Are we? Yes. Oh, I thought this was just for me and you. Wow, I hope you guys feel really special because Jordan definitely knows who he's talking to. Damn, dude. Communication. (laughs) So now it's on me. (laughs) Basically, it's on me that you're saying that I didn't communicate with you. I'm just speaking my mind very bluntly. I think he's digging himself into a hole, which is funny. Bring it on. Oh, okay. This is a very awkward moment. Oh, for you. <laughs> Not for me. Okay, I'm so anyways, good. I'm just kidding. So I wanted to get back to the verbal processing thing because Please. I didn't talk about <laughs> anything ever. And I didn't really have any friends and I just didn't hold on to is because I didn't get vulnerable with people. I didn't talk to them about anything. I didn't verbally process with them. And I I don't internally process. Um, I, you, I feel like I can to a point. But because I never did it when I was a kid, I find that I'm learning how to get better at verbally processing now um, because it is kind of like a muscle. Like I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm all over the place when I'm verbally processing and my words are fumbling all over the place. And it's just, I I feel like I could be better at verbally processing. processing. I wouldn't take up so much time. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of an interesting thing that I'm actually navigating still the verbal processing world but I just want to say that as a side note because there's some people who wouldn't consider themselves as a verbal processor but maybe that's because they've never really tried it and had someone safe to verbally process with or they just didn't ever want to get vulnerable open up or accept other people in for who they are 
um, that was just a huge thing that I had to go through in my young 20s. And I didn't really figure it out till my mid 20s that I could, in fact, be vulnerable to people and you build deep friendships that way. And that's how you build a relationship with someone too. Um, and the reason I'm actually touching on the verbal processing thing is because I even maybe until a year ago wouldn't call myself a verbal processor because I didn't feel like I was good at it. I, I felt like it was a dysfunctional way of growing and figuring things out because it was just a hot mess. And until I got to do it enough, I realized that I do come out better on the other side when I verbally process versus keeping it inward. So I remember at the beginning of our relationship, I, you wanted me to verbally process because I wouldn't. And I had to say like, I feel like the moments I need to verbally process about are, I feel like those moments are just so like cut up and sp spread out because I didn't know how to do it well. And so it kind of like made those moments for me harder and worse because I was now speaking them into existence instead of just letting them live in my mind. Now, if you are someone who internally processes, which I believe you do. Right. Then Definitely. This, yeah. Then that's different. But I kind of want to free anyone who is in fact a verbal processor. Yeah. It's a process. Yeah. I mean, being on the other side of it and watching you start verbal processing and now on the other end of it, when you know you are and you communicate it, yeah, it's, it is a process and it's going to take a minute, which is important to not take that space as the other person when you're processing verbally and you have spaces in your sentences to not interrupt mm -hmm. and interject and try to input. Cause like it'll just, shut them down. Just let them talk it out and it may take a minute, but. So then let's jump on the other side of it. You're an internal processor and we know this about mm -hmm. you. And I remember when we first got married or dated or whatever, I needed more from you. Right. I needed to know what was going on in your brain, especially with like your quiet time with Jesus and like all of that. I just didn't know what was going on in your spiritual life. I didn't know what was going on in your work life. Like not that you wouldn't tell me things, but like you weren't telling me the, the human struggles or the human growth, any of that, like through those um, areas in your life. And so how was it for you as an internal processor to share things with me? Like, do you mentally set a time to share things with me? Like, okay, I went through this mentally in my head five hours ago. That's pretty good. I should share that with Laura or basically that. Yeah. I'll think about it. And if like an, imp something important or semi important, things I think you would like to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I do it all the time with you now. Like I'll come in and I'll be like, Hey, by the way, this happened. Just thought you should know. Mm -hmm. I feel like you should, you should know that, or you would like to know. Yeah. And I and always feel does good. nothing for me in the sense of like, <laughs> I don't need to tell you. I'm totally fine not telling you, but I know that it brings you joy when I do tell you stuff like that. And it helps our relationship. Right. Yeah. Cause when you, in the beginning with us, when you don't know me, or you don't know the internal processor, you want them to talk a lot so you can get to know them. Right. But now it's not so hard because you do know me and you know that 
oh, he's just an internal process. And I can probably assume what you were thinking in those moments. But that's why it was so rough. That's why it's so rough for, for anyone at the beginning of a relationship when they're trying to learn about the other person is, and that's why we started this whole podcast off with the first statement of knowing yourself and knowing the other person Mm -hmm. is because that's the hardest part is doing that, learning that it might take time. An Enneagram test might not tell you all of that because an Enneagram test doesn't tell you that you're an internal processor versus a verbal processor. And there's so much more than just those topics that we just touched on. Like there's, I mean, who... (laughs) There's family trauma, there's, you know, mm-hmm. baggage, there's all of that that does play into it, but aren't necessarily the biggest motivators in somebody. Right. Like, I wouldn't say your past. Now, then you get into like, oh, well, in this past relationship, it, this, 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 and this really messed me up. And now I'm bringing that into this relationship and you shouldn't bring baggage into a relationship, but you nonetheless do everyone does it. And so, um, then you got to break that down, but that's not who someone is. Exactly. It's just what they've been through and are carrying with them. Right. So I think it's just having that kind of a wisdom. Yeah. It's having grace for people. I have a really good friend who is married first time being married and his wife it's their her second time she was in a previous marriage and from what i was told the first husband had a really really bad time with alcohol hmm. so obviously they divorced got remarried to my best friend and he had told me it's hard to drink around her like i don't drink that often but i feel bad when i do because she mm-hmm. has brought in this like oh no he's going to start drinking and it's going to be terrible like and that's when you need to have grace. Like, Hey, meet me halfway. Like, Mm. you know, my heart and you know, I'm not that guy. Yeah. But yeah. And then it takes her to, I'm going to have a drink every now and then. Yeah. It takes her to trust and know him for who he is. Right. And that's, I mean, that's PTSD. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's just, that's another podcast for another time. Cause I can get all into that. Cause we've dealt with, or I've dealt with PTSD. Um, but not really from a relationship, but from something else. But basically, yeah, you just got to know what, what constitutes someone for who they are versus what they're bringing into, into the relationship. That's not who they are because then you can get really messed up and forget and get sidetracked and think they're this kind of person. And then you didn't really view them in the right light. And also you can't view them with rose colored glasses either. No one's perfect. So Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm starting to preach on relationships. Okay, but you're right. Communication, it's... It's the number one thing that will keep your relationship healthy. Yeah, makes or breaks. The number one thing. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. You need to have the same core values, whether that be faith, having kids, not having kids, whatever. But communication is what's going to keep your relationship healthy. So that's why it's so important. That's why we're doing the podcast about it today. And not that I want to give ourselves a pat on the back, but we're really good at communication. Yeah, we had, I mean, we had a rough first two years. So we really had to be. Yeah. And that's the thing. When you go through really, 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 really hard times, like we did for two years, at the very beginning of our marriage, not everyone does. 
And so then they may experience communication issues years on down their marriage or, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they're not married, but they've been together for a long time, whatever it may be. The hard, hard times will bring about the truest form of communication within you both. And so it's, uh, it's really important to decide if you're going to persevere and work through the communication and better your communication or not. And I feel like everyone who's listening to this wants to do better with their communication. Yeah. Otherwise they wouldn't be listening in this far. So thank you for being here. And so that means that you really want to work in your communication. So I give you a good, um, a high, a virtual high five because it's not easy and it does take time. But it's not a burden to work on it either because this is like my favorite thing is there is so much satisfaction that comes from having good communication. Right. You have to have it with a healthy mindset. Yeah. It's like anything you need, like working out, you can have the mindset of like, oh, this sucks. I have to work out and Mm -hmm. just get through it. Or you can be like, you know what? I'm bettering myself. This is going to make me, make me a better person. It's the same thing with communication. Like if you come at it with the wrong attitude, you're only going to see it as a burden. So before you even open that line, change your mindset. Yeah. Hey, this is going to benefit me. This is going to benefit my significant other, our relationship. I remember um, when we were dating, when we would communicate and it was rough because we weren't necessarily on the same page. We're still mm-hmm. learning about each other. It would take hours. So long. So long. Like stay up way late at night because you're the kind of person who's like, we're going to figure this out. And I'm like, at the time, I was like, I just want to run away and not finish this conversation. (laughs) I want to revel in my melancholiness for a while. You know, just stupid. Um, But at the (laughs) end... I forgot about that. I know, I know. (laughs) But at the end of those conversations, every time because we were coming at it in a healthy way even if we were angry at the time but we knew we wanted to be on the same team by the end of it and when we ended it we were on the same team yeah and the satisfaction that comes from that is so healing and reassuring i mean that's what builds your relationship Mm -hmm. and i love that about communication because whether you feel like you're on opposite pages and then, or you're not, you know, but you feel like you're on opposite pages. And then by the end of your conversation, now it, it takes us like 15 minutes to talk about something that's exactly. not good. Um, and after it, we're like, I still feel the same satisfaction. Good. Like we just bettered our relationship, you know, and now we're years into our marriage. And it's like, oh, I, I love that feeling because it makes you feel like you just overcame something you I've never been to an escape room but I kind of feel like it's like an escape room you like get out of the room right successfully you figured out yeah Yeah. you found all the clues and you figured it out and then you're like we we did it because you have to work together yeah in communication great feeling it is a great feeling so we'll leave you with that I think that communication is the best thing ever I love it. Jordan, do you love it? Yes. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) That sounds like you don't. I do. I know you do. I do. 
I do. I do. You want to get married again? <laughs> sure, but I'm not paying for the wedding. This no, time. no. We'll we'll go elope again. Not that we elope for the first time, but I always wanted to elope. So really, yeah. All right, let's do it. Cause it's free. Well, it's not free. I don't know. I clearly don't know anything about elopement. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Live Sick, Die Ill podcast. Follow Jordan on Instagram at Jordan Ray Landers. Follow me at It's Laura Landers. Follow the podcast at Live Sick, Die Ill podcast. Feel free to hit me up on the website at itslauralanders.com. Please like, subscribe, ring the bell if you're watching on YouTube, or if you're listening on any podcast streaming platform, please rate and review. That would really mean the world and really change the trajectory of this podcast not that it's bad right now or anything but you know i just every little bit helps (laughs) thank you so much i think i'm gonna go have a swift punch to the face from myself to wake myself up a little bit nice yeah it's the only way maybe with a sock and bopper we'll see maybe not (laughs) (laughs) i'll have to go buy one all right thank you so much for tuning in we'll catch you on the next episode peace